This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential. At Earsports.com, I am Mike Casaza, offering up a quick listen here about West Virginia's roster situation, specifically the transfer portal and how they'll use that to address the roster situation. Welcoming in Chris Anderson. Chris, this is kind of a fluid situation. It's indicative of a roster management in college football, college sports in this year of 2022. You have a plan when the season ends, and then the shelf life is really brief for that plan. And the same is true for every subsequent plan because players leave. And then you get into spring football and your needs may change for the better or for the worse. We have been tracking this from when it was seven scholarships to now six scholarships. And even when we got to six, the needs maybe have changed because of a player who's entered the portal. That would be Nick Troy Fortune. Um, would not be looking out for the Christmas card from the football office here if I was the Fortune family. By the way. <laughs> but we also have, you know, 13 more spring practices coming up. Actually, 12 more spring practices by the time you hear this. And a lot is going to change. We've already seen some ideas for how they'll address the roster uh, holes, the depth chart holes with who they have on campus. We know that some solutions are going to be here later in the summer to plug some holes. But also, Neil Bryan has laid out that of the six remaining spots, three are claimed. Whether or not by an actual person, we're not sure. But certainly they're going to designate a position which leaves three more kind of up in the air and maybe at the mercy of the rest of spring football Let's begin with what Neil Brown has said. Where will they definitely devote scholarships between now and the first game? Well, I think that's that's the most interesting part to me. That was one of the things I, I considered um, discussing when we were talking about the things that stood out from Neil Brown's press conference, because previously he laid it out, said, we got seven. Here's how we're using them. This spot, two, three, four, five, six, seven details broke it down not just we're taking this spot but also we're taking this spot and it's going to be a high schooler we're taking this spot and it's going to be a transfer we're taking this spot and it's going to be maybe a young transfer i mean he gave a lot of details and then kind of reined it back in a little bit as you noted everything's more fluid you can't you have a plan and it's gone you have to have a backup plan and a backup to the backup and he he's left everything a lot more open cuz right now he says there's only three definitive spots that they will use scholarships on. They have six more because they used one of those seven on Parker Grothaus, the kicker from Florida State. Uh, kickoff specialist, that was something he wanted really bad, targeted a couple big-time legs, got one. So six spots, three of them will go to, and I quote, we're going to add a linebacker and we're going to add two pieces in the secondary. So that's three of the six, linebacker, secondary, secondary. And, and that is in line with what he had said when that previous seven that he had kind of broken down that he wanted to use those final seven spots on. Um, so nothing changes there. Nothing really surprising either. Cause since that update, the only real roster moves that have happened was Josh Chandler, tomato linebacker changing his mind and Nick Troy fortune 
cornerback leaving. So makes sense. Linebacker, two pieces in the secondary. You, do you think, in your mind, Mike, are those the two spots that are the most important on the for the transfer portal for West Virginia right now? Yeah, I think so. They they may have three starters definitively at linebacker, and I'm I'm just telling you when you put your eyes on Jared Bartlett at Bandit, Lee Koba at Mike, and Lance Dixon at Will, that's that's three guys who they get on the bus, and then you don't have you don't have to worry about that. So that's good. Behind them though, you look at it and you're looking like who's that guy? Is that Caden Beiser? Uh, X-ray Lowe will be back as a will. That's good. Uh, Jaido Faberis is a will right now. He hasn't even played. Your backup bandit is Linnell Carr, but you're still asking some questions there. And whether it was Deshaun Stevens, who could have had another year, Josh Chandler Samita, who could have had another year, you're, you're kind of thin on that second line of linebackers. And listen, the odds are you're going to need them. Look at what happened to Will last year. Ended up playing Scotty Young at Will because they went through two wills. Um, and you like to have options too. You know, we'll see if Koba can do it for a year, but can he? Maybe. He's definitely the only like true Mike on the roster right now, unless you want to count Beiser in there. And no offense to him, but that's a walk on we just haven't seen. So I think you need to add there. And then just just what we talked about on our, our Friday episode, excuse me, our Thursday episode, Chris, was they're moving Marcus Floyd, Marcus Floyd to cat, at the very least experimentally, but that would mean that they need a cat. They need somebody in that defensive backfield. But that also takes away one of your guys who was supposed to fix a corner. And that was before he lost all the cornerbacks they've lost. I guess after Jackie Matthews, but before Daryl Porter and Nick Troy Fortson. I think I have that right. Well, now you need a corner. So that's going to be tricky because they do have Tyron Woodby and they do have Mumu Bin Wahad on campus for the spring. I saw them. They look good, but they're young. And that's a hard thing to do. Maybe Jacoby Spells can play there, but maybe a year from now. Maybe they're a year away on all three. We'll see. I think you have got to try to play him as true freshmen because that's what you have to do now or risk losing him to the portal. But maybe they can find somebody in the portal who has some seasoning and can play corner. Um, do they go corner safety? Do they go safety safety? I don't know. I would think they probably go corner safety, don't you? Yeah, I think that's right. I think I think they'll try to mix it up. Again, they like to talk about cross-training. They've moved guys from corner to safety, safety to corner, uh, from safety to all the different safety spots. Um, but I think the, the three that he mentioned there, it would be defensive back, defensive back. And then I would have linebacker, not far down the list, but pretty separated from those groups. Cause I, I am seriously concerned about the, the safety position for this team, not because I don't trust the talent that's there. It's just young, inexperienced. I don't know if it's ready quite yet. I mean, West Virginia lost. All three starters from last year's last year's team, and the most experienced "quote unquote" veteran in the safety room was St. McLeod. Incredible. Who had a whopping total of 140 snaps last year, and is now out for the spring. So that safety room is decimated. I mean, there's there's just not a whole lot there, except for young players that you're trying to mold. And, and you're probably, I think, if you ask the coaches in a candid moment off the record. They would say it's not a comfortable spot to be in. You know, freshmen and sophomores that have no experience are going to lead the back end of your defense in the Big 12 Conference. That's not something you want. So, yeah, safety would be 1A and 1B for me, and maybe, you know, maybe change it to cornerback if you do feel comfortable with that Marcus Floyd move to safety that 
that you saw on the second day of spring practice? Yep. I wouldn't have a problem if any one of those came aboard one, two, or three in, in whatever order. But I think that's that's clearly your hierarchy of needs there too, which leads us to this. It's, it's still a hierarchy and it's still needs, but it's not quite as high up on the totem pole. And their final three spots could be just matters of convenience. But establishing that order is even kind of fun or critical because they're not without needs at other positions. In fact, their number of needs or number of positions in need might outnumber three. Maybe not. They were able to splurge on a kickoff specialist, so perhaps that they're not as um, desperate or the straits aren't as dire as we think. But second level, second tier here, right under the three we just mentioned, but that second cut. What's first? What's in the group to be considered? What would you cut? That's just You just got to say, hey, you know what? We got to make it work of what you have because these other three positions or these other three scholarships are going to these positions. I would not even consider offensive line or running back. In I mean, I'm talking in running back. Well, I don't want to say I would not ever consider. I would not consider a an offensive line or running back transfer or defensive line transfer, for that matter, unless a literal first-round NFL talent just dropped into your lap because – one, I think the running back room is very good. It's deep. It's got four guys, young guys, and a little bit older guy. So you can you, you have nice class balance there. You have good talent. You have versatility. I think you can spread out the the reps among a couple of those guys, and and I think everybody's pretty excited about it. Offensive line, four, uh, five, all five starters back. They've moved some guys around. You got some young guys and even some like sophomores and juniors that are in that second string that have shown some glimpses and that they feel comfortable with having a second stringers, and you have a very good recruiting class coming in on the offensive line, all of them coming in the summer, all of them kind of understanding that, yeah, they're going to redshirt. So you're, you're building a nice foundation there. You're restocking that room. I don't see a need really there at offensive line or running back. Defensive line, not really either. I mean, you don't need starters. I don't even know if you need somebody in the too deep. Maybe you get somebody else like Zyke Lawton if you're if you're concerned about some of these younger guys sticking around, knowing that they're probably going to be second and third string this year, um, and understanding that you might lose one or two of those defensive linemen after spring when they come to that realization. So maybe that's up there, but I wouldn't even consider those spots. I'm with you. I don't want to go into great depth here for a purpose of time, but I would say that any position could use the first round pick, right? Yeah. And but and so now who would you close off? Let, let's just say a reasonable West Virginia level transfer like that's 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 what you're going to get. And that's that's rude. That's inexact, whatever. But hey, people who will reasonably transfer to West Virginia, I would not go defensive lineman because I don't think you're bumping anybody who needs to be bumped because are you bringing in someone to take Jalen Thornton's spot? I'd rather have Jalen Thornton. In. You know, you've invested that time in it. Let's go. But also you'd be harming a Hammond Russell or Braylon Dudley who's got a chance to have a chance, but they're going to have to seize it in the fall. And if you move them out of the way, who knows if you lose them. So I wouldn't mess a defensive line and, and largely agree with what you're saying there too. Um, offensive line, great point. And I think a similar concept to what we just talked about with the defensive line. Uh, receiver intrigues me because I always talk about, man, if they could have an alpha receiver, boy, that'd be terrific. Someone who just frightens the defense. And again, I'm also exempting that first round or that, that clear NFL talent from coming to West Virginia. I'm saying a reasonable player. But a reasonable West Virginia-level transfer probably has a spot on the field for West Virginia's offense. That said, 
they have Cortez Branham and Jeremiah Aaron coming in the summer. Jarrell Williams is already here. They have a couple of players, Bryce Ford Wheaton, Caden Prather, Reese Smith, Sam James, and I like what I see from Preston Fox, who is not on scholarship and may soon be. Is that enough a receiver, or would you welcome a transfer there? I think that's a good question. I think it is, and, and Neil Brown was open to it. He admitted that, uh, I think here's, his quote was, could we use a receiver? Probably. Do we have to? To be determined. Uh, and said, quote, I want to wait and see how it plays out, because he does know that um, the two junior college guys are going to be there in May, which is a little earlier than than some other guys. But um, the, if you feel like you have needs elsewhere, do you want to use a scholarship on a guy that's going to be, you know, a second or third string receiver? Don't know. Don't know if that's something they want to do at this point. So, yeah, again, it, that might be another spot where you're saying, hey, let's wait and see where our biggest needs are, maybe even after spring. Because keep in mind, some of the big names that, that have transferred have happened after spring. Uh, West Virginia's got a few of them. Uh, I broke, went into it not too long ago in a story about West Virginia's success with quote-unquote late transfers, guys that didn't leave until May, June, July. I mean, Tony Fields, George Campbell, Reuben Jones, Scotty Young, on and on and on. These are all guys that didn't make a decision until after spring. So I don't think there's this huge need to, no, 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 we have to make a decision on this position and get a transfer now. Um, Maybe you do that with the secondary. Maybe you do that with linebacker. Maybe you just wait and see what's available after spring when other, other players are transferring as well. Okay. Let's do quarterback. Why not? I'm saying exempt first round picks, NFL guys, but this is a school that at least has a chance to entertain the idea of JT Daniels. And when you look at West Virginia's exemplary results in the big 12, it's been with Will Greer quarterback. When you look at West Virginia's quarterback history, it's been transfers of the Jared Dagey, Austin Kendall, Skylar Howard, Clint Trickett, that level transfer quarterback. I don't know if you'd want, the Trickett, Howard, you know, that that level, Kendall, Daigie quarterback coming in, it's an awful big ass to say, yeah, I'd like an NFL talent like JT Daniels or Will Greer, but I, I just don't think there's room for somebody who isn't the obvious choice. Neil Brown's enunciated that clearly, but he's also not in a position to say no to anybody, which he said too. Like, if you're somebody who can definitely help, do it, which is why I got like Daniels or someone who profiles similarly. If that person is not yet on the board, maybe they will be soon. Um, so yeah, I think we can both agree that the quarterback thing is unique. I think it's outside your top six, unless it's a no doubt about it. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Let's close with this. You get five, right? You get two defensive backs, get a linebacker. Uh, let's just say, so we can, we can nip this and not worry about it. You get Daniels. Mm Mm-hmm. You get a receiver. That seems like five possibilities, right? Right. But now you're like, well, let's take the best available. And it's not going to be a defensive back, a linebacker, a quarterback, a receiver. Where do you go? These are all guys who want to come here, and you're looking like, I don't have needs anymore. I got what I needed. But we want to fill all of our scholarship. Let's take the best available. What position would that be? No... I'm wondering if I I need to start thinking about, you said, can I take a defensive lineman? Because I think if you get to that point, if you get the five that you're talking about, now I'm debating with myself, do I want somebody that can help my team this year? Or do I want to make sure I get the best available 
which doesn't necessarily mean they're helping this year. Might help in the future. If that's the case, the latter case, then I'm going with defensive linemen because I know I have a very old defensive line room and I want to help build that up because Stills will be gone. Alston will be gone. It's possible Mesador could be gone after this year. And and then you're looking at some guys that are, you know, also that even the backups are sophomores or juniors right now. So I would probably go defensive line if we're going best available that doesn't necessarily have to help right now. I'm going to side with you with one small twist. Mm-hmm. Pass rusher. Okay. You know, could he be a bandit? Yeah. Uh, could he be a defensive end? Could he be a, like a, a defensive tackle who just gets in the backfield and makes plays? But I would, I'd like to acquire a pass rush if I could. I think that would make things better for your secondary, uh, maybe your linebackers as well. They won't have to do as much, perhaps. But boy, it'd be great to have somebody who is is a presence, is is kind of like a noisy player on that edge and makes you keep one eye outside, as well as all over the rest of the field too. But with you, just a small deviation. Yep. Well, we've solved the problem again, Chris. Yeah, that's what we're here for. And we will be back with more Saving the World Techniques. Until then, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.